Hi there, so a couple of weeks ago I asked the online artificial intelligence GPT thing to write me a 10-day rowing training plan, specifically for somebody looking to get into rowing performance rather than just kind of paddling up and down, or for me, because I've been training so much for high rocks, just to kind of shift me more into that rowing performance thing, okay? And it did, it created me a 10-day training plan, which hopefully you will row along together with me. Now you don't have to do it as uh, 10 days as in like two weeks or five days a week. You can spread this however you want to do it. But hopefully it's going to help. Uh, I'll talk more about the plan, what it's all going to do during the row. There's no point in me top loading it up here. But today's session is going to be eight two minute intervals with two minutes rest in between at a good tough intensity. All right. So we have to get into a four minute warm up as always first and we have to set up our machine. Now I'm going to talk about this in terms of concept two, but you can row today's session on whatever machine you want. All right. Don't feel alienated if you don't have one of these. So on a concept two, you have to set your drag factor first if you haven't already. If you don't know about drag factor, just set your lever between four and five because too low isn't a problem. Too high is when it becomes a bit of a problem. And then check out the video I have up here on this channel about drag factor. If you're not on a concept two, just set your resistance so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it to get it started. Next up, set your monitor to eye height if you're able to, and that stops you looking up or down and ruining your posture. And finally, set your foot stretcher height so that uh, as you come forwards in the stroke, you can get your shins pointing vertically comfortably, okay? Too high, it can be hard to get there. Too low, it can be too easy to scoot straight past. I am rowing in socks again for the time being which means that I've had to raise my foot plates up by one notch because I don't have the kind of the, all the rubber of a shoe. So always kind of address this kind of thing. So we're going to do this at just a, a gentle intensity and build it up over the four or the, over the, let's say the first two minutes because then we're going to do the single leg uh, stuff. Um, but intensity wise, it's kind of, I just want you to be as though you were walking up a flight of stairs constantly. Okay, so you'll get out of breath, heart rate will go up. Okay, so here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. Now I'm going to do this at... 20 strokes a minute just to ease myself in and I'm going to think about pushing my feet into the machine and connecting my hands to the handle at the same time and what that then means is that as I push my feet I can feel that power surging into the handle and into the machine but I'm not worrying too much about intensity I'm just letting my body wake up because I've been at my standing desk all day today working and my body is like eh, what are we doing what are we doing i thought we were editing tv programs now we seem to be working hard our heart rate's starting to climb what <laughs> so don't shock your body your body into doing something give it a chance to ease in now if you have if you know what your 2k average pace is then really you're warm-up is about 20 seconds slower than that but if you don't have a 2k time don't worry just like I say put in enough effort that your breathing is starting to go up your heart rate is starting to climb too but it doesn't feel like you're working really hard like as you can see I'm wittering away to you the whole time so at this stage, you should probably be able to do the same. Still hold a conversation. You might need someone else to talk for a while so you can catch your breath, but shouldn't be too tough. Right, so in three strokes time, 
we're gonna put one foot on the floor. So one more. Let's put one foot on the floor, continue rowing. And this just helps open up your hips, focus on the leg that's pushing. Now, if you want to warm up more today, after this four minutes, please do pause the video, continue rowing until you're nice and warm, because it is, like I said, quite an intense row that we're doing. Two minutes hard. Okay, one more stroke and we'll swap legs. Whee. Uh, and what I'm gonna say is, don't think about a, a pace, like a 2K pace. Ideally, this is actually a good predictor of your 2K pace. So you could start rowing at 2K and see what you can hold. But if you don't have one, really what you do in today's session is just row intense enough that you can get to the end but not that it's easy. <laughs> right, one more here. Both feet in and roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back, pull in your arms. Then out with the arms, rock forwards. Simple enough. So yeah, so the, really what you wanna do is these two minute intervals today, you should be rowing them so hard that as you get to the end of each two minutes, you're like, I'm not sure I can continue. So if you're finding it easy, Go faster in the next one. I'll <laughs> just do one more here. And let's roll to the front. And then we're gonna push out with our legs, keeping our arms straight and a forward lean. Okay, so leaning forwards into the front of the machine, push and don't pull in your arms, keep them straight. Okay, even if you wanna have a slight, wood, slight outwards rotation of your elbows to engage your lats and keep those arms straight. You're just concentrating on that push with the legs because that's where the power comes from. Right. So I'm going to briefly explain again the pace guide for today because obviously I threw it away during the warm up. But have a quick drink. Like I say, if you want to carry on uh, warming up, pause the video, carry on warming up. Um, there's hopefully a timer at the top that tells you until we're going to start the main session. So maybe that's going to be enough for you, but who knows? So anyway, have a quick drink, keep moving, whatever, and we'll get started pretty soon. Okay then, so like I said, today's session is gonna be eight two minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. Now, as far as pace guide, like I say, this is an interesting one. If you have a 2K pace, then I want you to do these at your 2K pace, all right? Simple as that. If you don't have a 2K pace, which really I don't because I've been away from this for, for so long uh, doing high-end training, I'm just gonna try and roll these two minute intervals as fast as I can to be able to get through the two minutes, but I should really be getting that kind of top end um, intensity here where as I get towards the end of each two minutes, I should be really longing for this to end, okay? If you find these two minutes too easy, you're going too slow, it's as simple as that. So the next one, I want you to go faster than that. And I want you to discover what your your kind of tolerance pace is for this. And if it's taken you into like interval six to find that pace, then I want you to do it again, okay? And then do it all at that pace. If you find after two or three intervals you're there, then what to do, you're probably who found it right and it's, it's all groovy, great, is then take the average time, okay? So say you did it all in an average of two minutes and two seconds, then that could kind of be your 2K pace um, that you could then, if you're looking to do a 2K at one point, it's kind of a predictor this session, but it's not really, okay? The only way you ever really know what your 2K pace is to do a 2K. It's as simple as that. There is no mathematical genius there. You just have to sit down and put 2,000 meters into the machine and row for it, okay? So, 
I'm going to do this probably stroke rate. I'm guessing I'm going to be between 26 and 30. I've not done any high rate stuff for a while either. So I don't know exactly how this is going to go for me. So this is going to be interesting. Okay. Even whether I can speak through these intervals, it's going to be interesting. So join us. So come along with me on a, on a fun ride. Okay. So it's eight two minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. Um, like I say, I want you to get that intensity up there. Okay. This is going to be it's essentially a 9 or 10 out of 10 workout. The first few intervals, you might not be up at that 10, but you should really be feeling its intensity, okay? Timer should be getting down to zero, so I think it's time to go, all right? You ready for this? In three, two, one, let's go. <clears throat> of course, it wouldn't be a row along if I wasn't talking to you about technique and stuff through the row. So, like I said in the warm-up, the important thing to remember is that the power comes from your legs, right? Majority of your power comes from your legs. It's not about pulling from the front. 30 seconds gone. So get yourself set up at the front of the machine with your arms straight and a forwards tilt, ready to push with your legs. And then try to hold those arms straight. It's a minute gone. And your forwards tilt as you push your legs into the machine. And that way, you'll get a good amount of leg power first, and then you'll finish whew, with the arm pull. All right, 30 seconds. And a higher stroke rate is always, oh, there goes my zone, always beneficial. Oh, my heart rate, armbands flapping around my arms. All right, a couple more strokes. One more. Okay, I got a bit distracted there. Tighten that up. At least it makes a change from me complaining about the chest strap sliding down, <laughs> down my chest right okay so uh had that set to force curve sorry so this makes no difference for your rowing okay i'm only going to tell you my pace as a kind of a frame of reference right you're not aiming for my pace okay you could be aiming for faster than me you could be aiming for slower than me doesn't matter but i'm just going to tell you each time where they are to give you an indication of where we sit together. So I did that in 146.4. I imagine right now my my 2K is probably round about 710 because I haven't been doing any 2K training. So that kind of stands to reason if that's a 146.4 pace across those two minutes. Uh, that, yeah, that, that would kind of be 
what my 2K pace would be-ish. Have a drink. Right, so there you go. That's how it went. And in these two minutes, your body will then recover a little. <laughs> Not down to how you were before you started, but you'll recover enough to be able to hit the next one hard as well, okay? Oh, and try, again, if you find that one easy, go faster on this one. If you find that tough, but you completed it, then try and hold the same pace. Now you can do some light rowing from now to get the flywheel moving if you want to protect your back from the start. Otherwise, three, two, one, go. It's the same thing again. Hopefully my heart rate monitor will stay in place. And then just try and see on screen the same numbers that you saw last time. It's not very good. Setting your monitor up for intervals and then uploading using ErgZone or ErgData or whatever to analyze afterwards. But what matters is what you're doing right here, right now. If you're doing a race, you just need to be going, it's a minute ago, you need to be going as fast as you're meant to be going. There's no point coming back later, looking at it and going, oh yeah, that's where I slowed down. Shouldn't have done that. Okay, keep that stroke rate up. Try and keep a good fluid rhythm to what you're doing. Remember, your arms away as in from here, as you finish the stroke, are a very good rhythm creator. Oh, okay, two more. One more. Right. So again, this doesn't matter, but I was 146.8 in that one. So 0.4 of a second slower. Ooh. And you can see by my wriggling around that my glutes <laughs> are really not used to this. I've been so busy. I mean, so the high rocks thing I was talking about, if I have a drink, come on, let's have a drink, then I'll entertain you with my nonsense. Yeah, the high rocks thing has lots of lunges and burpees running. It's got 1K row, a 1K ski, wall balls, all this kind of stuff that goes on in it. <laughs> but no matter what, there's nothing. <laughs> if you want to improve your rowing, you have to row. And so those 1K rows that I was doing 
within a high rocks race to come they're the fifth uh thing so you run and you do something run do something run do something run do something and then you row uh and there's the fifth one so by which time you're absolutely gassed and it's not about rowing performance i was doing that at like 158 pace like really slow in order to recover from my next run so i've been nowhere near <laughs> doing any kind of performance stuff so even the fact we're two intervals into this and right at my glutes are on fire right now and we're 15 seconds into the next interval right so start doing that light rowing from now if you want to get the flywheel moving first does help protect your back otherwise we're going in three two one go and then we're off into it again just really think about the leg power and the rhythm and if you can just hold it for the two minutes without having a wobbly technique that's all you need and a roll like this to be honest all you can do is remember the core elements of technique it's not really enough time to be thinking too much about it and that's why you spend time doing long slower rows because that is when you build up your neural pathways which we'd otherwise call muscle memory okay a minute gone just keep that rhythm up but it can be a little bit of a wake-up call if you've been away from performance training where you suddenly come back and ask your body to row at a high power high intensity again it's not very good rowing for long periods of time which taxes cardio but <laughs> could even finish a sentence okay three two one oh okay oops oopsie 46.9 because there's so many different ways to attack a training plan and how to train your body there's things like the 80 20 hang on have a drink oh where 80 percent of your training is low intensity 20 percent of it is fast that still means in a five-day training plan that's four long slow rows and one max row which still means you're training your fast muscles if you want to go on that your fast ability your yeah your ability to, to row fast whereas if all you're doing is training slow all you're doing is training yourself to be slow so you need to have that little bit on it there's the whole mafetone training thing which is worth googling 
which is all about keeping your heart rate really, really low when you're uh, exercising, which is amazing for your fitness base, for your cardio system. It's incredible, really, really effective. But if you want to go fast eventually, you have to train fast. You have to train the power. Because if you've not put in maximum effort from the legs, all that low heart rate training, it's not gonna take you very far. Okay, 15 seconds to go into the next one. Feel free to argue, leave me a comment and say, nope, Maffetone is great. <laughs> Which it is for cardio base, but not for performance. Four out of five, four, three, two, one, go. This is our fourth one. This session is usually on training plans down as a eight times 500 meters with two minutes rest. But just because of how these row alongs work, I can only ever do time-based rows because otherwise you could be finishing your 500 meters before me and we go out of sync whereas time-based apart from the sometimes subtle uh, sync issues of starting times of machines we should be pretty much in the same ballpark but the reason I'm bringing this up is that you might want to try doing 8 times 500 with 2 rest just to see if that changes your average time compared to today Whew. Okay. Thirty seconds to go. Keep that power coming from the legs. Try not to overcompensate by pulling with your arms early. If fatigue sets in, almost there. One more for me. Ah, back to 46.8. Ah. So, you should get an idea of what today's session's like. And the good news is, it's Bon Jovi time. Whoa, we're halfway there. Row along with John. Dear Mr. Stevenson, John Bon Jovi here. Please stop it. <laughs> I'm not the only person to make a halfway there joke about Bon Jovi. I mean, it must be what? At least 35, almost 40 years since they released that album. And the jokes are already out there about. Surely he's at least three quarters of the way there by now. Of course, there'll be people out there that don't even know what I'm on about. That'd be quite sad. Have a drink. But you do think living on a prayer from Bon Jovi is one of those 
timeless songs. If you haven't heard it, I do recommend putting it on. It's a great example of 1980s hair rock. Uh, yeah, good song as well. My sister loved John Bon Jovi. Oh, posters everywhere. <clears throat> then she moved on to take that, but then she went back to Bon Jovi. <sighs> Enough of my sister, more about rowing. Oh, good grief, 15 seconds to go. <sighs> okay, 10 seconds if you want to get that flywheel moving. Hopefully you've kind of calmed down enough for the next interval, which is starting in five seconds time. Three, two, one, go. <clears throat> get your pace up as quick as you can. Get into that rhythm, stroke rate and stroke technique. And just try and keep it together for the two minutes. To be honest, that should just be the mantra for all rowing. Just, just try and keep it together. Whether we're talking about two minutes fast or 30 meters, 30 meters, 30 minutes slow. Just try to keep it together. slow rowing from a technique point of view can often be harder than fast rowing because there's more time during the stroke for things to go wobbly I know that from a drumming point of view that the slower the song, the harder it is to keep time. Because there's so much space between the beats. So hopefully a higher stroke rate here helps you keep your technique the same throughout. Okay, almost there. Two more. One more. Whoa. Back to 46.9. Which I'm hoping, even though I can feel my quads now getting quite fatigued. I'm hoping I can at least hover around the 147 point for all of this row. It may be that by the time I get to interval eight, I'm just gassed and can't hold it, but hopefully I can. Have a drink. This is my new concoction I've made. Oh, it's made up of electrolytes. It's like salts, potassium, sodium and stuff. Uh, branch chain amino acids, BCAA, which also adds a nice fruity flavor for the one I use. And then taurine. It's kind of like a 
stimulant you get it in Red Bull. Most of the caffeine is a stimulant, but taurine certainly helps. And I find I've been, I've been using this when I've been uh, training for high rocks. I went during a high rocks race as well. And I find from a hydration point of view, if only having the electrolytes in there, the difference between it and water is huge. And that also means that if you've got quite a stale tasting water bottle, which I kind of did, although that water bottle must be about 15 years old. God knows what kind of chemicals are coming out of it. Right, okay, so we've got 10 seconds to go from now, so to start your light rowing. We're into interval six next. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Oh, I was looking at getting some bespoke custom water bottles made, but like with the row along logo on it but I just I had to order a minimum of 50 and even if I was thinking about selling them to people such a pain to post that it ended up costing people about 10 pounds for a water bottle and I'm not going to ask you to pay that especially when you can just go to Amazon or somewhere and buy a science and sport bottle for three pounds and hey you can write <laughs> roll on on the side if you wish although I should really do some kind of tie-in where if you race wearing a roll-along shirt or headband I should really give you money back for advertising like Brock who just smashed it in the World Indoor Rowing Champs in Toronto he did it in a roll-along vest just lovely to see okay two more one more oh. same again 46.9 so I've kind of found the pace that I can hold through each of these two minute intervals where the intensity gets right up there but I can get to the end of those two minutes must be said I'll play my I'm talking to you card so if I wasn't talking to you I guess I'd probably be going one or two seconds faster than this. Oh, have a drink. The truth is, uh, the cardio toll, in terms of like how hard it is for my breathing and things, 
because I'm talking to you, the benefits from the cardio point of view are huge. It's like holding your breath while you're rowing. So even though from a muscles point of view, I maybe could be pushing a little bit harder, going a couple of seconds faster, I actually see that the cardio benefits of effectively holding my breath while I'm talking to you outweigh the muscle ones. The muscle ones will come, but at this point, trying to come back in full intensity and from that kind of cardio point of view, especially for session one of this 10 day artificial intelligence generated plan, I'll take the cardio benefits over muscle. 10 seconds to go. Oh, we're about to hit interval seven. We've got two more to go. Okay, try and hold your pace. Three, two, one, go. Oh. Now I've tried not to talk too much technique during today's row because hey, even I get bored constantly talking technique. I do have loads of rows on this channel where I go over technique over and over again. In fact, the 50 minute row I've got up here is called how to row because it really does go quite in depth. But now is a good time to just make sure with these got just over a minute left on this interval and then one more after this just try and tighten up your body positions make sure you're not doing anything weird as you get tired so keep arms straight and a forwards tilt as you push the machine away with your feet to get that power in. Remember, you only want to come forwards so that your shins are vertical. If you over compress, you'll lose power and also tire your legs prematurely. Last stroke. Ah. Oh, that's nice to see. 46.4 again. So this last one is where you find out if you've been holding back for the last seven. Because I want you to gradually increase your pace through this one, okay? So whether it's every 15 seconds, every 30 seconds, whether you hold this pace you've been rowing at for the first minute and then gradually increase for the second minute, whether you hold it for one and a half and then go for it in the last 30, it's entirely up to you. Have a drink as we hit one minute to go. Or if you feel that you've been rowing at your 
max and you have nothing left to give then still 10 seconds to go sprint <laughs> because you've got, always got room for that at least a 10 second or maybe even 15 or even 20 sprint at the end it's just your brain telling you that you don't there's always room for ice cream the end of a meal you're stuffed oh i can eat another thing would sir like some ice cream oh yes what flavor do you have oh nice vanilla with a strawberry ripple Ooh. or raspberry ripple more like okay 15 seconds to go so basically let's see what you've got in this last one it's only two minutes then we get a quick cool down a little bit of stretching and we're done Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. And this is when it can help to just focus on one thing at a time. Take like five strokes, just thinking about sliding forwards so that your shins are vertical. Now think about pushing with the legs. Push the machine away. Now I want you to think about keeping those arms straight until the back of the stroke. And then a nice powerful finish. Now think about the release, get the handle away, nice rhythm, don't throw it away, just relax, send it back, nice and straight, and now think about your back, so forward lean, then swing, rock forwards, Swing. And now, just think, posture. Nice and powerful. With 20 seconds to go, crank your pace. More power and a higher stroke rate. Let it all Come together. One more. Yeah. Oh. So, one forty three point four average on that one. By doubt that I could have done the whole session at that pace. But I definitely think 145 was possibly what I should have done it at. Uh, what was my average? Oh, go to the memory screen. If you want to know your average for that row on a concept two, press the menu button to go back to the menu. Memory, uh, list by date. That row will be up at the very top. Press the button next to the magnifying glass. Then up at the top, it'll show you your average pace for that row. Which for me was 146.3, so 
majority of them were down at 146.9. So that last one was what took me a little bit faster. So just let me, uh, oh, this is a pain. Let me load in the two minute cooldown. Cool, so we're gonna do a two minute cooldown. I just want you to do this at kind of similar to your warm up pace. Nice and gentle, instead of your heart rate going up, you're gonna help your heart rate and breathing rate come down from what you were just doing, okay? So here we go in three, two, one. Now you can do this as slow as you want, but what I want you to do is just to make sure and focus on your technique, your body positions. So here you now have time because you're not thinking about stroke rate or power. So you can think arms away, rock forwards, slide. Arms away, rock forwards, bend the knees to slide. Because you don't pull yourself, in fact, I'll take my feet out the straps. You don't pull yourself forwards with the straps. You use your body's momentum. Arms away, rock. And then that arms away and rock creates enough momentum so that as you bend your knees you roll to the front of the machine and then the opposite is at the drive where you get that leg drive down and then you finish with your back and then you finish with your arms and that means there's not loads of momentum in the stroke trying to send you off the back of the machine because you've finished it all. All you've got to do is brace your core for that tiny last bit of momentum of your arms pulling in because your legs are already down. And if you have issues or if you're like, what does he mean legs down already? Or just point your toes towards the front of the machine. So drive, point. And that keeps your feet down. Okay? Connected to the foot plates. And that's what you want to do is keep those feet connected. Point the toes to the front of the machine. And then if you've got a good posture and a braced core, you should finish safely at the back. But one more stroke for me and then that's the two minutes done. Of course, if you are going to try strapless rowing, maybe loosen the straps by loads first so that if something goes wrong, you can flick your feet up against. Uh, and save yourself. Right, let's get into a little bit of stretching. I'll try and get through this as quick as possible because actually I've got to get back to work. Um, uh, yeah, so um, Stretchy John, remember him? There he goes. He's going to take you through a whole bunch of stretching and I'm going to do similar, but on and around the machine in case you don't have space. So first off, put your feet back in the straps. Legs nice and straight, but not locked, please. Hands in the air and fold forwards. Ooh. And you should find if you've properly folded forwards, that your hamstrings get a nice stretch from this. Uh. Oh, um, yeah, sorry, just to <laughs> remember I was saying about my glutes, the seat was digging right into it and I was, I kind of lost concentration there because I was about to swear. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, beep, that's quite painful. Yeah, right, hamstrings are important, maybe stretch them later as well because uh, they can really take a beating from rowing. So next one we'll do our glutes. So put one leg up on the rail, bring your other foot over so that your uh, heel is in the crook of your knee in there. Bring that leg across you so you've got straight line between your face, your knee and your foot. 
hold it in place with one arm and then rotate your body round. And I hold on to the back of the machine here for stability. Um, and it just helps focus to get that stretch right into your glutes, into the, it'd be like the side of your hip pretty much is where you're gonna feel it because of the position of your body right now and your legs. If I was smart enough, I'd have done this on a different leg so I could actually point. But you'll see it in a few seconds time. And then you can just repeat, <laughs> repeat this leg if you need to. So let's change legs. Oh. Right, so the same thing again. Bring that leg across, straight line between face, knee and foot. Hold it in place and then hold on to the back of the machine and then rotate round. And I can feel it right, it's radiating. Oh, I think that's a word I was, I've been searching for before. I think I was saying spreading or zinging or whatever. But it does, it radiates. Starts right in there in the, right in the glutes, but then you'll feel it radiating kind of up to the sides. It, won't, it shouldn't go, if you feel in your hamstrings or your quads, you're doing something wrong, okay? Um, same as if, you're, if your arms are shaking, uh, if your biceps are shaking because you're pulling too hard. It's not quite the point, it's meant to be in there. And also watch you don't suddenly cramp up your other hip by doing this if you're tensing, because it's quite easy to tense the leg that's on top of the rail instead of actually let, letting it relax. Right, I just said quads, so we'll do quads next. I like to rest one hand when starting on the monitor so I don't fall over. Flick your, the other legs, yeah, foot behind you, you know what I mean. Um, and then hold it up against your backside, okay? And then just literally just the, the, you don't have to pull, you're not like trying to rip your quad out of it or it's your leg out of its, the hip, hip joint part. That's what, what am I trying to say? You're not trying to hurt yourself. <laughs> you're just putting enough force here. In fact, I can see if I do this, Oh, I'll hold on to my imaginary wall. You can see just how tight my quads are. The fact that this is me getting a good stretch and look at the angle of my quad. It's like pointing away instead of straight down. That's just because of, because to be honest, my stretching has been woeful. So the past, let's swap legs by the way, podcast people. Um, the past few months, say since oh, know, October, November, it's now the end of February because I've been focusing more on high rock stuff. I haven't really been recording that many roll-along workouts. And because I do a whole majority of my stretching at the end of a roll-along workout, I've just not been stretching, I've been terrible. I've been doing a little bit, but not enough. Let's get down on uh, uh, one knee down on the ground, one foot in front of you. So you've got 90 degree angles on both legs. Um, and then, because we're gonna do our hip flexors here. So for the knee that's on the ground, uh, this is the one we're gonna stretch. So what we're gonna do is just, sink forwards, keep your body, nice posture in your body, but sink forwards. So this, your front knee, that angle closes off, your back knee, the angle closes up, and you should feel this hip flexor open up. Now, some people, me, <laughs> I like having my toes up here. I feel I get a great, this is how I get the proper stretch into my hip flexor is to have uh, that angle, but my toes are on the ground and my heels pointing up. I'm trying to explain this to the podcast people, but obviously you can see it in the video, I hope, unless I've done stupid, something stupid and cropped it out. But as I swap legs, I will describe and show what other people do, which is the toes on the ground. So again, sink forwards. So if you put your toes on the ground and your foot's now flat, some people find that this is better for the hip flexor. But for me, I mean, I'm coming all the way down to here, and I still don't feel like I'm getting a particularly good uh, stretch into that hip flexor. It's just, nope. Whereas if I put my toes up, instantly there, I get good. So whether that means, oops, I almost about fall over. Whether that means I've got poor flexibility and so um, putting the toes up does it, or, or it means I've got amazing flexibility, which is very unlikely. Which is why toes down doesn't give me a stretch. Pick what works for you. This is everything I'm doing stretching wise today. 
if it doesn't agree with you, do what does agree with you, okay? If you have a different way to stretch, do that. Let's do our shoulders next, so hand and straight, uh, arm, yeah, straight in front of you, and then bring it across your body, and then hold it, so it's going, so your arm's going straight across your body, your chest, yeah. Um, and then, again, you're not trying to pop your shoulder out of its joint, you're just putting enough force with this other arm to feel it right up there. Uh, it's not quite the delts, it's kind of behind the delts, maybe it is delts. Don't know, I can't tell. I'm not a doctor. Don't pretend to be a doctor. And we should probably actually start every... The, my website, and I think the channel itself does have a kind of caveat saying, oh, uh, the stuff I'm talking about is all for me, that uh, it, this is the stuff that I do when it comes to training or whatever, then let's swap arms while I'm having this rant. Um, only undertake it if it's okay for your body. Because I know, like, like today's session, it's a tough old session. If I'm going to put this as a caveat in the... YouTube description just to be sure, but um, it's a tough old session. And if your body is not ready for this in terms of training or whatever, you could do yourself some damage in terms of pulled muscles or crikey, if your heart's not ready for it, I'd hate to do a session like this. So every kind of training that you're gonna do some kind of an undertaking for, hopefully you're smart enough yourself anyway that you know, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing something at max intensity if I've got a heart problem. But like I said, there's caveats all over the place on this channel, but I figure I might as well actually say it in the video as well. So let's do our forearms next, stretching them. So put your hands in front of your face, hello, and then push those hands together as you bring them in front of your body. I'll try and straighten up my shoulders because I know I've got wonky shoulders. Um, and this kind of 90 degree angle between your hands and your forearms, that should then create a nice stretch underneath, like the underneath part of your forearms instead of the top part. And that's where you tend to get most use when you're rowing, is the underside of your forearm. I mean, today's session, possibly it'll take a little bit of a hit, especially if you're tending to pull with a handle uh, instead of uh, letting that power come from your legs. It happens when I'm doing 500 meter or 1k rows, my hum like this at the end of it because my forearms are ruined because I'm trying to squeeze as much power out of it as possible. Today's one, it didn't, it didn't really need to because I was able to just get into a fluid power thing, whatever you want to call it. So, um, right, let's do triceps next. So put one hand up in the air, put it down to your back so you're kind of touching your spine. Use your other hand to just help that arm point a little bit further up to the sky and that should give you a nice stretch into your triceps. I mean, I, it's, it's difficult. Rowing, or certainly indoor rowing, like on a, on a rowing machine, if you have a way to row that makes you go fast and you're happy going that fast and you're not getting injured and, and, and yeah, and you're happy, then really a, a doofus like me come along and saying this is the right way to row, does it matter? If you're happy and you're rowing as fast as you want and you're getting a workout you want, you can see the changes you want when you look in the mirror, let's swap arms. Does it matter what I'm saying about arms straight and things? But I'm trying to, like the reason I always talk technique is there's three things. Um, that one of them is injury prevention, okay? If you have a decent technique, then you're less likely to pull something or strain something. Uh, it's also about efficiency. So if you're more efficient when you row, you can row for longer and that gives you more training. It means that if you're looking to lose weight and all that stuff, because you can spend longer on the machine, yeah, that's good for you. And it's also about putting in more power, which if you want to go fast and you want to see uh, great results, um, then you kind of want that. <laughs> you you want to be able to go faster. So that's why I taught technique. But if you've got a great technique and you can row a six minute, one, uh, six minute 2K, what I'm saying is nothing. If you're kind of just like using brute force power. So, right, last one to do is biceps. Put your hands behind you so you're a ski jumper and then rotate your thumbs outwards. I usually do the second last, don't I? because this now actually, uh, you end up 
contracting your triceps doing this to stretch your biceps. Uh, yeah, so I'll have to remember the next one to do the second last instead of last. If you want to add in a little tricep stretch at the end, please do, just to make sure and open them up. But this should, if you've got this right and you've got your arms right, you should really feel your chest opening up a little bit as well. I can certainly feel um, my little puny chest is, is opening up a little bit from doing this just because my arm's being out behind me. But it should give you a nice little stretch to your biceps. And that's it. That's my stretching session done. So hopefully he's done up there, I'm done here, hopefully you're done. Uh, and hopefully you'll come back for more. Pfft, if nothing else, <laughs> you'll come back for more. So like I say, this is just like a, a, a bit of a fun program. From what I can gather, this the chat GPT, I always get it wrong, it's a GB or GP. Um, it basically just is, it has all this information from the internet and it just kind of like collates it together. So all the sessions within this 10 day plan are ones that you've pretty much seen before in the rest of my channel. But to be honest, <laughs> when it comes down to it, rowing sessions either need to be a low intensity, mid intensity or max intensity. And then all the stuff like today being how it was two minutes on, two minutes off, is just a different way to do a max intensity row. And so all these little, all these different sessions that you find are just different ways to make rowing interesting, which is kind of why I do this row-long thing and talk rubbish through it, is because it's different ways to keep the row interesting. Just me bleating on in your ear gets you through a session you might otherwise done. So although this has been generated by an artificial intelligence, all it's done is collated a whole bunch of rows that other people have said are good and put it into an order. And as long as you put in the work, as long as you put in the effort, it's going to work. It's going to work for you. There's really no trick to a training plan. Coaches, possibly, if the coach is inspiring you to go harder and to actually put in the amount of work that you need to, then yeah, great. But then a coach can also completely ruin your, your rowing, So, uh, and I've been there before. Um, so all I'm saying is that this 10-day, uh, although it's a little bit of fun, it should work as long as you put in the power. That's all I'm really saying. It's like a 10-day primer to get you into power or to get you back into power. And as long as you put in the work that I'm asking you to do, even though it's generated from an AI, a um, little bit of fun on the internet, it should still work for you. So do stick with me. Keep an eye out for when the next ones come up. Like I say, I'm not going to do these 10 days in a row, so just keep an eye on uh, the YouTube channel. And in the meantime, you can just, like, tomorrow is a low-intensity row. So if you're like, oh, I want to do it before he's put one up, just find one of the low-intensity, the bottom-tier rows on my channel and do that instead. I think it's like a 30-minute uh, low-intensity row we're doing next anyway. So just find one of my 30-minute low-intensity rows and do that. Yay! And you get to see me with a different hair and different chat. Well, hopefully a different chat. Um, yeah, right. So, and I promise the outros won't be this long again, but because it's the first one of the series, I kind of figured I'd better just kind of explain a little bit about the AI uh, at the end here. So thank you so much for doing this one with me. I do hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did, because obviously I keep making these because people get in touch, and if nobody gets in touch, I'll stop making them. It's as simple as that, really. So yeah, uh, until the next video, please look after yourselves. Take care, be well. Bye-bye.